Welcome to Crushing Disappointments. In this episode, I'm chatting to Abby about her crush on Orlando Bloom. I tried to approach this episode a little bit differently, so I didn't really bring any big quotes or any clips, but it seems that my interpretation of what a natural conversation is, is being scared of any empty space and so interrupting Abby. So um, I've got to learn from that as well. Also, with this episode... I had more issues with my memory card, which didn't work, so I had to run from Abby's home to a tube station, get off the tube, run to Argos, and get that memory card back. So I was out of breath towards the start of this, and I think that's why I'm a bit rushed, and I can maybe blame that on the interruptions, but um, I've got anything else I need to say. And that's it, I think. So, um, yep, here's the crush. Um, do you remember your first memory of Orlando Bloom? Where did you first see him? Pirates of the Caribbean. That was there. That was the moment. And I don't know, what is it about him? And who is his character in Pirates of the Caribbean? Like, what was it about him? Uh, so he was William Turner, of course. Um, he was very handsome, very charming, sort of a bit of an underdog, you know. There's always Johnny Depp, but Orlando Bloom was the, uh, you know, the star of the show, I thought, in that particular one. But with... Um... My recollection of it was I remember people talking about Johnny Depp, but then when, before I started doing these, I was just in a group of people and it sort of mm. did like a round robin of everyone's like crush. And it seemed like half the people in the room had Orlando Bloom. So it must have, is this thing that I was completely unaware of? I think it was quite a generational sort of moment. You know, he was a new face as we were all reading adolescence, <laughs> I guess. I um, had a, I think it was a magazine called Kiss or Miss or some kind of like teen celebrity gossip that sort of stuff and they came with little posters and um one of them was an Orlando Bloom one Mm -hmm. which is probably my my best Orlando (sighs) Bloom story is that I I took this poster and I was going on holiday with my family at the time um took the poster out of the magazine to take on holiday with me and I kept it in the bedside table (laughs) and then would kiss it before I went to bed every (laughs) night and then then would dream that I was on holiday with Orlando Bloom mm-hmm. and uh, my poor little sister, who was sharing the room with me, had to put up with this the whole time. I don't know if she was aware. I've never asked her. Um, I'm sure she'd understand. Yeah. Was he Will Turner in that poster? He he was Orlando Bloom, but it was just after the first Pirates of the Caribbean. So I don't know when this would have been. Probably quite a long time ago, I hope. I hope it's not more recent than I remember it. Was it like a, a steamy picture? It was quite steamy. He had a, a bit of a, a glisten on. His hair was sort of swept back. He might have been topless or it might have been a an unbuttoned shirt sort of situation. I'm yeah. sort of imagining a bit of a, a windswept kind of rugged Orlando Bloom. Although now you think of him, he's not so rugged anymore. There's definitely the uh, teenage imagination running wild mm. there, I think. but. When I was thinking about him, you say not particularly rugged. Um, I don't know. I feel like Orlando Broom is very pretty, but I wouldn't say Orlando Broom is sexy. Is that That incorrect? is how I feel now, okay. yeah. But at the time, I, I think it was a very strange moment, especially when you, as a, uh, as a teenager, when I was interested in Orlando Bloom as Will Turner of Pirates of the Caribbean phase, and then looking at Lord of the Rings, which I wasn't so okay with at that time. Okay. It's like, mm, Legolas, not so much. But then it sort of grew. Actually, maybe Legolas is probably more attractive version of Orlando Bloom now. I don't know. He rocks that blonde wig. He does. He does. And the, the elf in his, you mm-hmm. know, he's good with a bow and arrow. 
But then he's very good with the sword in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's just very um, masculine kind of mm. vision of Orlando Bloom that yeah. I don't know is entirely, uh, well, who am I to say? Maybe <laughs> he is very in real life, but... Well, it's interesting you say um, masculine. My So I was into the Lord of the Rings films, didn't really get into the Pirates of the Caribbean ones, mm. but I, for a friend's birthday party, went to see the third one. And... I mean, there's a scene towards the end where, so he's in a relationship with Kevin Knightley. Yes, yeah. And they're on some sort of island. I can't yes. remember it. And I remember there being a shot of a leg, like a sort of a naked leg on the beach. And then I remember there being a pause. And then only when it was revealed that it was Kevin Knightley's leg did me and my friends go, whoa. So I feel like there was this sense that we all thought it could have been Orlando Bloom's leg. Yeah. And this kind of thing of us <laughs> yeah, all I having to that. like, a friend described as, um, what's it, aggressively asserting our heterosexuality oh, of kind yeah. of like being this, like, <laughs> oh, oh. yeah, it's like we were like, sort of laddie, like, oh yeah, we're into girls now, <laughs> this kind of thing. But then, so while objectively we liked that leg, regardless of whether it was attached to a man or a woman, <laughs> we had to, there was that pause. I can imagine he probably does, again, casting assertions on Orlando Bloom. I'm sure he's a very lovely, normal guy who paddleboards <laughs> naked. But I can imagine he, you know, he would probably look quite good, shaven legs mm. and, you know, a bit of fake tan on there, a bit of a, a, bit of a glisten yeah. going on, you know? I guess the elves in Lord of the Rings are quite, um, but both, both ageless and sort of androgynous and they've yeah. all kind of got the same look to them and he sort of does that he very well. He does that well. very well, yeah. And he kind of, there's some, because when he came back for The Hobbit, which I don't know if it was like 10 years later... There's some quote from the, the director saying that Orlando Bloom just hadn't aged, yeah. which I don't quite agree with because he does look a little bit older. <laughs> it's, he does have that kind of timeless... Yeah, I mean, it's before his time, really. It's, uh, androgyny is all the rage now, but, you know, 10, 15 years ago, who didn't thunk it, really? And did you, with his look in Parts of the Caribbean, did you like his, I don't know what you call that, the, the tash beard Yeah, it combo? was quite like... Um, I think it was probably quite reminiscent because it wasn't a particularly strong beard that he had. So it was probably quite reminiscent of what a lot of the boys my age at the time <laughs> could have managed as well. So, you know, you could almost imagine it was almost within grasps that he could be, you know, the one and that he might be interested in <laughs> some a group of teenagers, which, of course, is definitely not the case. We say a group of teenagers. We're... Oh, I feel like everyone in my school really yeah. loved Orlando Bloom. He was the one. I mean, Johnny Depp was... Mum's crush, mm-hmm. and then Orlando Bloom was the one to get the uh, the young teens in. Because I felt like um, when I was a teenager, there would be these sort of um, women who would be held up as being good looking, mm-hmm. and you'd kind of get maybe the one person who was into them, but they were very much a trendsetter, and everyone else would kind of have to sh- get in line. Yeah, and I don't know if you if that reflects your experience, but did you were I don't know did you, do you feel like you were the person who introduced him to your friend group? Did you? Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't want to. Uh... I not want to take credit for that one. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think there was probably a subset of us that were all very much into Orlando Bloom, but then there was a few that were like, oh no, Johnny Depp. And I'm, they're just older tastes. Mm-hmm. I'd be quite interested to know, actually, which of those friends are now dating older men rather <laughs> than uh, men their own age, but 
it's a study for another day, I suppose. Well, I didn't realise that there was, I mean, age gap, it's not exactly an age gap, but... No. That Orlando Bloom was so much older than Keira Knightley. I didn't know that either. I assumed that they were both, like, young faces. I mean, I say so much older, less than 10 years, but still, I I kind of thought they were within a a year of each other. Yeah, no, I still have actually no idea how old Orlando Bloom (laughs) is or was at the time of... uh... I think he's almost 40 now. I think he's, like, 39. That probably makes sense. That's what I googled. But um, I guess in... I don't know if this is right. I feel like in parts of the Caribbean, he was more pushed as the kind of pin-up love interest because he had that relationship with Keira Knightley in oh, the film. Yeah. While Legolas was kind of sexless. Oh, yeah, for sure. You don't look at Legolas and think, oh, he's a bit of all right, do you really? Like, yeah. like, mm, he's a hero, but he's not, you know. I mean, if you've got anyone in Lord of the Rings, it's uh, obviously Vigo is mm. the one there. But yeah, I think it was more of a retrospective thing after... Pirates of the Caribbean, he'd look back and think, oh yeah, Orlando Bloom, he's all right. And then I also saw some stuff about him, oh, where was it, being uh, sort of like genre cast in the sense that he was in these two massive fantasy roles. I and, see that. And then maybe, I saw some interview with Liam Neeson who was describing him as, oh, it wasn't Errol Flint, but kind of like a classic movie star who would like carry these big <clears> roles. <throat> but I don't know, if, it doesn't seem like after Lord of the Rings and Pirates of the Caribbean he's done... I have no idea what else he's done. I think he did... Oh. He did. Did he do Kinky Boots or something like that? Was he I in that? I think he might have been in a version of that. Otherwise, not actually sure. Could have been completely wrong on that. It might be someone else. Mm. But um, yeah, I feel like since then he just kind of dates celebrities and occasionally gets caught by the paparazzi with his clothes off, which, mm. you know, more power to him. He <laughs> seems to be loving life. Oh, have you not seen all the posts on the tube for Killer Joe? Yes, I have seen that, actually. Yeah. So I don't know what he'd be like in that. Although I saw... Um, some article that was talking about, I think someone in the audience had had their iPad out during mm, the performance mm-hmm. and Orlando Bloom shouted at them and there's sort of different uh, versions of what he said. But my favourite version is where he says something like, will you turn that fucking iPad off? And he shouts <laughs> into the audience. And then there's all this stuff. It was quite an interesting kind of um, breakdown of seeing an event from different people's stances because yeah. someone was saying he was sitting behind the woman and she was using it as a fan because it was really hot in there. Okay. And there was someone who, well, people who said that he did swear, people that he said he didn't. But um, I don't know, I sort of got on board with him because I can't stand people speaking in the cinema. No, no, I think that's completely fair, really. It's, um, yeah, especially, is it a live play, Killer Joe? It is, mm. isn't it? Yeah, mm. you know, people trying to do their job up there. Yeah. But I guess you say you haven't seen, what, any of his stuff post-Pirates. No, I don't think so. Do you... You think so? I had a few people who were talking about their first crushes as being linked to fantasy and kind of that being a genre that's very uh, that leads towards a, a first crush. Do you think you could see Orlando? Or first, do you think that's true? And do you think you could see Orlando Bloom in a like uh, I don't know, suit and tie? And would he still be as? It's mm, a good point, actually. And it, yeah, I mean, I suppose it was. You know, at that point in my life, that's the sort of films that get you excited mm. and like. It is kind of a whole different world that you can sort of imagine yourself being in rather than kind of a daily sort of just going to work in a suit or whatever. I mean, I'm sure he looks very good in a suit, <laughs> but I think I definitely prefer him in his uh, little pirate outfit that he's uh, got going on. I don't know. Um, that sounded more weird than it <laughs> did in my head. Um, it's finding pirate sexy is a thing, isn't it? That's yeah, like, that's I like think a, so. I feel like parts of the cabin didn't in- invent that. No, no, it's I'm pretty sure. And I mean... Yeah, if you're going to talk about who's a sexy pirate, I think, if you ask me now, I'd definitely say Johnny Depp did it better. Okay. But I think as a a civilian turned pirate, <laughs> Orlando Bloom did it very well. I think now, if he was to get back into his Pirates of the Caribbean clothes, he'd 
probably be not past it, but I think he'd be better in a suit now. I think he did, wasn't he? He was in the last one. That I think so. I think he's one of the characters characters that have been uh, consistent throughout. Mm-hmm. Although, because of course, his character ends up being um, sort of the part of the crew, part of the ship thing, which is probably my favourite Pirates of the Caribbean okay. line. Um, so he only appears very momentarily in some of them, I think, but he's still there. So he's know? part ship now. Yeah, because he sort of becomes part of the uh, Flying Dutchman. So the ship... I might have got this completely wrong. It's going to be Pirates of the Caribbean fans writing into you. <laughs> completely furious. So is it like the ship and then it's got his head on the front like Thomas the Tank Engine? <laughs> I wish it had. That would be wonderful. I think he sort of becomes... Because his dad, played by... Um, Stan Skarsgård? Yes, Stan Skarsgård, who, incidentally, Alexander Skarsgård is probably my replacement for Orlando Bloom as I've... Uh, He's not the true blood guy, is he? He is the true blood uh, guy. He's his yeah. son. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, so Skarsgård's got a whole roster wow. of very attractive children. <laughs> um, which, you know, it's kind of surprising. But um, So uh, his character is this sort of gnarly, part barnacle, part human pirate. Mm-hmm. And then I think in uh, Orlando Bloom's good heart, he frees his father so that he becomes part of this ship. I think. I so might have got that completely wrong again. So his dad is a boat. <laughs> his dad was a boat. His dad was part boat, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now he was part boat too. Uh, okay. Yeah, so he's it... got that pirate's blood in him, hasn't he? That's why it's all there. So now his dad is no longer a boat. Don't fact check <laughs> me on that one, but I feel like he got released. And then um, Orlando Bloom became captain of the Flying Dutchman and could only see Kira Knightley every 10 years or something like that. I've... Hence the, the legacy. Yes, that, that is I, where I they get reunited for a... A steamy little session on the beach. Yes. I mean, was it was it a steamy session? We can assume so. Oh, so it's not on screen? Know, so it's PG-13. Okay. Because I was um, Googling oh, his roles. He was in um, Troy. So, yes. So still in those kind of... Um, yeah. What were you calling them? Sword and sandals? No, no, not really. But he's still in those... What word am I looking for? Fancy, yeah. Uh, still in those fan- It's not really yeah. fancy. It's kind of... It's kind it's of... Kind of I mean... Myth, sort of. Yeah. yeah I, don't I think fantasy's There's some the sort of thing, overlapping yeah. thing they all fit into. Yeah. Um, and he he plays Paris, and he has a sex scene with oh, is it, I think it's Helen of Troy, played by Dan Kruger. Yeah. And I tried to find it on YouTube, but um, that seemed very steamy. All the pictures I could see were a lot of him being topless. Yeah. And a bit sweaty, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think he he does that look well. That's um, whether I have actually get the uh, the on screen gratification. I'm not sure that we do. But... <laughs> Just reminded me of a, a quite funny story I have about um, Fifty Shades of Grey, which mm-hmm. I refuse to go and watch in the cinema. But me and my friends decided we'd watch it online, streaming it. Don't mm. arrest me, everyone does it. <laughs> but we found a version that we didn't realise until probably about 15 minutes from the end that all the sex scenes had been cut oh, out. Wow. So we were watching this version, I was like, it's not as bad as everyone was saying it. <laughs> and then this, it got to the point, because there were such short scenes that you didn't really realise, at least initially anyway. Mm-hmm. And then as the film got on, it was sort of skipping out, sort of music was skipping, mm-hmm. and scenes were like, hmm, I think we've just lost two hours of our life that we're never going to get back to watch Fifty Shades of Grey without the sex scenes. That's so, so strange. Yeah, I don't know what, why someone would do that, <laughs> or um, why we didn't realise for so long, <laughs> but yeah, that's... Um, Kind of reminded me of that story for some reason. You just never quite get what you were looking for out of it. Well, I guess not. Um, so you're a Game of Thrones fan, right? Yes. So yeah. do you feel like your 
I guess now is Orlando Bloom in parts of the Caribbean sexier than these kind of guys who have their more pronounced sex scenes both do you think your reaction at the time reaction now I think now it's probably a bit more uh, understanding than it was at the time um I'm a big Rob Stark fan um rest in peace uh he yeah he would do for me now what i think orlando bloom did for me then yeah. but you know in a slightly more not 13 mm. or however old it was at the time sort of way but yeah he's got um he's got some good curls going on and then of course he was in uh lady chatterley's lover which is you know uh, a sex scene for all ages in well not maybe not for all ages <laughs> through the ages is probably what I meant to say that I've not um, seen that I'd, I'd recommend it yeah, yeah. it's uh, not quite as um, sexy as Sean Bean's version which was okay. I believe 80s so father and, no that's not his son is it yeah it's his son in in Game of Thrones yes. yeah yeah. So there's a nice little bit of continuity there that I quite enjoyed <laughs> Of course, he's also in uh, Lord of the Rings as well. So, you know, it's just such a big full so, yeah. circle of... Um, incidentally, never really had that fantasy about Sean Bean, though. No? Yeah, sorry, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess we, um, we took Rob Stark from um, Game of Thrones, Orlando Bloom in Pirates. I can't remember what Skarsgård's character's called in True Blood. Uh, Alexander's. Um, oh... You know what? I can't either. Obviously, it had that much of an effect on me. I feel me. like everyone just referred to him as the fit one, I believe. Yeah. Like, yeah. if we're talking about fantasy, they are all still fantasy yes, people. Indeed, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what does it for me. <laughs> I didn't know that until now. <laughs> I can't remember. My, my issue I had with True Blood at the time, I can't remember how old I was when it came out. I feel like we were like teenagers. I think we were probably about, I think it was during our A-levels, probably about 17, 18. And I just remember watching it and sort of getting invested in the plot. And then there would be, for what I guess... From that point, it was quite a hardcore sex scene. So I don't think I'd recall seeing anything like that on TV no, before. No. And then getting really aroused by it, and then not wanting the plot to come back, but then getting into the plot and then not wanting the sex scenes to come back. Because I sort of always had this moment of wanting whatever I wasn't <laughs> yeah, having. Yeah. It was kind of that, um, oh, what's the phrase? It's something like, I want my, my art arty and my smut smutty or something, it's something like that. It's, yeah. sort of like, it's, it's this weird kind of like bridge of the two. Yeah. And I think actually, I read an article quite recently that was like, about True Blood and actually how it was kind of great from that point of view mm-hmm. and then um, overlooked a little bit as a bit of a sort of smutty HBO kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, I read the books as well. Again, on this kind of couldn't quite get enough of whatever <laughs> it was I was chasing from it. Um, towards the end, they did get a little bit, they were releasing them like on the year, every year. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit like, I don't know why I'm still reading this <laughs> I'm still reading it. Um, which I think also probably happened to the um, the TV series as well. But yeah, still couldn't stop watching. Still loved it. Still would probably rewatch it. Well, I have them all on DVD, so that's what I'm going to be doing later today. I mean, so you read the books. Do you do, do you get do you find the books more titillating? The films more titillating? Oh gosh, you know, I think at the time it was um, a bit of both, really. I think they were quite titillating books, actually, mm-hmm. especially the True Blood ones. They did get quite racy at yeah. times, and you'd be sort of scenes where. Uh, you'd be blushing reading them which is kind of uh, what you want as a teenager yeah. I suppose but yeah no it was, um, I'd recommend for a, a bit of a racy read without having to have the Fifty Shades of Grey cover on the, the tube if you want that on the way to work in the morning <laughs> and then Fifty Shades of Grey was fan fiction on Twilight mm-hmm. so you know it's that kind of similar someone wanting a bit more than they got from uh, the books yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. which you know 
it's probably definitely true for Twilight. I mean, I recall you being into Twilight at the time. I, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Like, hands up, I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went to see the first film, I think, seven times at the cinema. Okay. Um, seven times? Seven times. So, yeah. was Robert Pattinson an equivalent to Orlando Bloom? I guess so, yeah. This is really saying quite a lot about my character, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I think it was just, again, the whole sort of scenario, like he just wanted to be in this magical world that was um, full of sparkly vampires, mm. I suppose. But um, again, Robert Pattinson, what's he doing now? Who knows? <laughs> um, he, he's done quite a few, I think he went quite indie, didn't he? I mean, he's done quite a few interesting... There's a good chance, yeah, I can see that on him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, actually, sadly, that love affair ended. I watched the second film in a midnight showing and hated it and uh, didn't watch any of the others, so... And you'd read the books by that point? I had read the books, yeah. So what was it about the interpretation that you didn't like? It might have been, yeah, it might have just been a little bit too um, on the nose. I wanted a bit more of a arty approach <laughs> to my Twilight films. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, I think I got to the point where I'd matured a bit too much to be still buying it, you know. Yeah. Sadly. And Sad that- moment in my uh, adolescence. <laughs> I mean, but I thought there is something about a love triangle, though, that is inherently, like, engaging. I love a good oh, love triangle. Yeah. That was one of the best things about True Blood. I mean, is she <laughs> oh, going to yeah. go with Bill? Is she going to go with... You know, I wish I could remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as you tell me, it will be... That's it. Is she going to go with Bill? Is she going to go with Alexander Skarsgård? So. I can't remember. Let me see. I, mean, I just I sort of remember, like, him being... Eric. It's Eric. Eric. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't remember much. I remember him being shirtless a lot. Yeah. And then didn't he have, didn't he like emit some sort of pheromones that made Sucky really like him? Or am I making that up? She's, no, she had fairy blood okay. that was, you know, emitted pheromones that made vampires like her because okay. they love to eat fairies. So, <laughs> as you do. I don't um, remember fairies being in it. There's so many different levels of, <laughs> of true blood that it went a little bit. So there was also werewolves. There was also uh one of her later love interests was, I think, a were-panther or a leopard nice. or something, some kind, or maybe it was a puma, some kind of big cat. When you said were pa I thought you were going to say panda, and I got so excited. <laughs> that would have been very different, wouldn't it? He's just like, oh, he's very docile, and like sweet bamboo falls over quite a bit. <laughs> Which actually, incidentally, is probably more like the type of person I'd go for in real life. <laughs> But yeah, there was a lot of interesting sort of things going on in that. Uh, there's a very good video of Alexander Skarsgård in real life. I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube, where he, I think, must be quite drunk. And he, I think, is naked or he pulls his trousers down and he is chasing someone and you just see his bare ass, which I think makes him quite real, which I've got a lot of time for. But he seems like quite an amusing character, which mm-hmm. is uh, something that I've going to appreciate as well. It's another sort of tie-in with Orlando Bloom <laughs> them, naked paddleboarding. But um, with Orlando Bloom, for a long time, I don't know, so he fell into a category of people for me who I thought sounded like they were acting for like, just in their voice. It didn't, yeah. it didn't sound natural to me. Yeah. And I think Keira Knightley also fell into that and Clive Owen was another one. But then having like, listened to emails, listened to emails, <laughs> listened to uh interviews with them yeah that's just how they speak yeah and i feel like there's just some weird accent that just to me just always sounds false yeah so the acting voice the kind of um maybe it's a particular school or something mm. that sort of trains into them but then i do know actors or friends who have sort of got into acting we had a um before i came 
to uh, actually for the A-levels, there was a big BTEC group um, mm-hmm. at my other school uh, and they all did the performing arts and we had every uh, Friday lunchtime there'd be a big session in our auditorium where there'd be lots of music or mm-hmm. like play scenes, that sort of stuff. And the the kids that did that all did have this sort of um, <laughs> acting voice. Yeah. Occasionally, not all the time, some of them more so than others, but you're like, yeah, you, you're made to do this. This is nice. uh, what you want to do in life. And some of them still have that. Did they have the voice going in or was it something that they you, le- you learned to enunciate and you kind of... I think it might have been as they learned. I mean, a, a couple of them were naturals. They were born with it, you know, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I think I did notice it more as, uh, especially the the older students, you'd notice it more in them than you would with the younger mm. ones. Um, we had to sit through a, a fair few performances of Flamers, which I I hate musicals. I just oh, hate them. That's a, such a wrong opinion, Abby. They're amazing. <laughs> um, so having to sit through that and then watch these people get very impassioned and <laughs> hear it in their voice, I just get so angry with them. It's like, I know what you are in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just define what acting is. Yeah, well, yes, yes. Someone else. Yeah, isn't really a pirate. Yeah, well, yes. Um, (laughs) Sadly, (laughs) for Orlando, I'm sure he'd have a much better time if he was. Do you think Orlando Goodbloom's a good actor? I mean, he makes a fantastic pirate. He certainly made me believe (laughs) that he could, you know, run a ship, Mm -hmm. become a ship. (laughs) You know, I think I think he's good enough. Good enough. Like to say. <laughs> yeah, it's a good enough actor. Yeah, I basically just found some quotes of people being quite rude about him in uh, film reviews. Was <laughs> so in Kingdom of Heaven, the Boston Globe said that um, Orlando Bloom's not actively bad, but seems like a man holding the fort for a genuine star who never arrives. That's quite harsh. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen the? I think it's Jimmy Kimmel has a celebrities reading mean tweets yes. about themselves. I feel like Orlando Bloom, if he's not been on that, he probably could be with mm-hmm. that sort of uh, material. And I imagine there's plenty of it around. Because I felt like they maybe tried to turn him into a leading man after that, but with Kingdom of Heaven. He was in this film called The Calcium Kid, which I remember seeing advertised. Oh, a lot. I remember seeing that advertised. I never saw it yeah. again. I was, so I was reading about it. Apparently, it's, it's like a, a mockumentary about this milkman who drinks three pints of milk a day, and so his bones become very strong, and so he becomes a boxer. Right. So. In The Empire of You said, um, well, essentially said it eventually it looked initially promising, mainly due to the potentially exciting presence of its superstar and the ascendant leading man, which I thought was quite interesting because clearly that was straight after Lord of the Rings. Mm. And by calling him like um, superstar and the ascendant leading man, there was a sense that he was going to become this well, leading man. Yeah. And I feel like he never, I don't, think, I don't know if he could carry a film. Yeah, he never quite got there, did he? Yeah. You know, maybe his time is still to come, you know, he mm-hmm. could well peak in maturity he's coming on to 40 you know 40s the new 30 on that day <laughs> we just have some int- he actually addresses that in some interviews if I can find the bloody quote um, where is it he's uh, alright he's not a woman he's still got time <laughs> <laughs> so the independence so this is just when he got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame so he said um, I was part of two franchises two trilogies that at the onset of my career depicted me as a heartthrob and a team pinup. And for a certain window, there was a lot of money to be made by a lot of people by me being that guy. And then they move on to the next guy and you're left going, what do I do now? Because there was a lot more to me than that. It's quite sad, really, <laughs> isn't it? Bless him. I mean, it's kind of just hit the nail on the head of what we've been circling around with it. Yeah. And yeah. What, what is next for Orlando? I mean, he could become sort of a 
a kind of, I don't know, maybe a sort of comedy figure. Maybe he could go that way. Yeah. Have a look at a bit of a Paul Rudd-esque kind of <laughs> feel to him. He's got the hair, you know. We say comedy. He was, um, do you see his ex- his episode on extras? I didn't, no. I mean, he's, he's brilliant in that. Yeah. It's kind of, um, the whole joke is that he thinks he's got all these people fawning after him. Mm-hmm. But then he, so he tries to hit on, um, the character's name's Maggie. And she's sort of not interested in him. And she's got this whole thing that the only reason why people are interested in him is because he's famous. Yeah. And he thinks, he's like, well, no, it's because I'm good looking as well. And it's this whole <laughs> thing of him, he keeps going up to her and like going, oh, look at this, like, rated 100 sexiest men and greatest kiss and trying to, like, <laughs> suggest that. And he keeps um, slagging off Johnny Depp and saying how all the girls find Johnny Depp disgusting and always like, right. <laughs> Which I thought, yeah, I thought he was really good in that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, there's definitely potential there. I don't think he should give up yet. Some words of advice for him, you know, hopefully he'll uh, take that. I mean, do you think he's been received quite well in Killer Joe? So, yeah. I mean, would you would you go and see? Have you ever seen him in the flesh? I I, I don't think I have. You know, no. Um, I don't know if I'm able to control myself. Really, <laughs> have all these floods of teenage emotions coming mm. back? Um, no, I haven't. But maybe it's worth a, a little gander. Yeah. See, you know, and then perhaps have the chance to pass on my uh, critical opinion <laughs> of what he should do next. Yeah. But, no, I can see. I think actually. I feel like I've seen him advertise in other plays as well, so maybe that's what his, uh, you know, his focus is now, perhaps on stage. But so I guess the fact that because I've, I've seen that poster everywhere, yeah, the fact that you you didn't initially just go and run and buy a ticket. Is that well, sure that it's kind of if you yeah. that that time has passed, you sort of done with him. Yeah, perhaps uh, the end of my Orlando Bloom crush <laughs> came a little while ago. I don't know. Um, I I'm sure he's a brilliant actor still. Though, you know. <laughs> well, um, he was in. Um, Romeo, he was in a play version of Romeo and Juliet okay. in 2013 yeah. um, in which Time Out described it as the least erotically charged or sexually frank Romeo and Juliet I've ever attended <laughs> and uh, David Rooney I don't know from where said that the, um, there was a shortage of sparks between the two leads and uh, Ben Brantley of the New York Times argues that the chemistry is less erotic than aesthetic hmm well you know I think that could be as much the the female lead's fault as it is his. You know, there's got to be a, a two way street when you come to that kind of um, interaction. So maybe their chemistry was lacking. But did you find chemistry between him and Keira Knightley? Oh yes, yeah. absolutely. You know, sparks are flying. I was genuinely gutted for her when they they could only see each other every every few years, mm-hmm. which you know I think is. Um, Pretty challenging for, for anyone, but mm-hmm. yeah, especially, yeah, I mean, especially, you know, you're not only not going to see him very often, when you do, he's going to be a boat. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, sucks to be Kira, but she seems to handle it like a troop. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you'd have to, you'd have to abandon ship at that point. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Strong relationship there. Yeah. It's a, a, a good role model, maybe. <laughs> uh, just maybe don't date a ship. So, I don't know, it seems like Pirates of the Caribbean was like, a, well, was a massive success. Mm. And Disney tried to replicate that sort of formula with other films. So, what, Prince of Persia in 2010 with Jake Gyllenhaal, The Lone Ranger with Army Hammer, which also had Johnny Depp in it. But I think those films didn't do particularly well. What do you think was special about Pirates of the Caribbean and Orlando Bloom in that world? Hmm. I mean, there are other pirate films, of course, but I think Pirates of the Caribbean just had that sort of whole swashbuckling mm-hmm. kind of um, 
thing just right and they had so many different stories going on for all the characters that were kind of likeable or dislikable for different reasons mm-hmm. I just think they pulled a blinder with the first one to be <laughs> yeah. honest it was um I mean I remember when it came out it was huge and it was around Christmas time they got that right so you know everyone's going to see it anyway I don't know really there's just so much to it it's a it's just a, a timeless story Matt I can't really uh <laughs> can't really put any more to it than mm-hmm. that it's um Good, strong, attractive leads. You yeah. know, you've got Keira Knightley, you've got Johnny Depp, Orlando Bloom. Jeffrey um, Rush. Of course, <laughs> of course. Could not forget that one. Uh, and, you know, Orlando was just right for that role, so <laughs> they picked him well there. Well, that's um, just been something. No problem. How's that recorded? 